Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is behind the school curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you Tuesday night, just after nine o'clock. Steelers fans, even though it's a rough time, where else would you rather be? And with me, as always, except when he's not, my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? Good evening, everyone. You're suffocating. Since we, <laughs> since we have now not been able to. Spend much time this season breathing in that sweet smell. Because we are coming up on the Steelers bye week, I think it would be a good time for everybody to just do this. What you need to do is you need to go out there and you need to grab your favorite Steelers drinking container, whether that be Dave and his hydro flask. I have my Steelers cup. And you need to fill that with your favorite beverage, whether that be your 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 favorite Pittsburgh adult beverage, like a nice Iron City, or you know whether it be some cheer wine, or a Coca Cola, or just a nice refreshing ice water. That's what Dave, I got here. Who, who had been under the weather <laughs> yep. last week? So um, you need to just take that, put it in a glass. But you know what? Drink that and enjoy it. Because you know why? We as the fans deserve some enjoyment. 
That's right. There's not, there's, there's not a lot to cheer about. There's not a lot to get excited about. You, you know, it's not going well when one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman, man, he's been down. I mean, I I'm in constant contact with Jeff and he was really discouraged at everything. I was not as discouraged from the last game. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the season up to this point, And we're definitely going to talk about news. But, you know, Jeff had been down. But then the news today kind of got Jeff excited again. So I'm, I'm really glad that Jeff is doing a little bit better. But before we get into the news, we are getting into the topic. We're getting into the topic, we're, we're, which is going to include talking about the last game and everything else. But what we're going to do is we're going to the, – the, the title of the show is Trying to Answer Some of the Steelers' Biggest Questions. And the reason that I say trying to answer is we're going to talk about things but we're not going to come up with a definitive answer because, well, first of all, we're not ones who can implement the answers. And two, one, one of my biggest pet peeves in life, there's a bunch of them, but it really drives me crazy when people draw hard and fast conclusions with very insufficient data. As being a person with a science degree, that drives me nuts. And you know what? The science community is really bad at it too. And that, that drives me nuts too. But, uh, but when, when you draw a hard and fast conclusion with, with not nearly enough sufficient data. So we don't have all the data, but we're going to talk about the things that we do know. So we're going to, this is basically going to be a question driven show. We're even going to handle talking about the news by, by asking questions and discussing these things. And if I run out of questions, I'm just going to turn to you all in the live chat is what we're going to do. So let's get rolling with it because, you know, some of these questions are are, are, are are things that we don't have the answer to. And I don't know that anyone has the answer to. So I guess you could, you know, you call them rhetorical or whatever, but they're, they're meant to get the discussion going. So first things first, I got some questions written down and this is how we're going to cover the news. Here we go. Rich, first question I have for you. Was trading Chase Claypool the right choice? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> trading Chase Claypool was not necessarily the right choice, but it was the only choice. Okay. So for those of you that if you might be joining in, if you didn't catch my breaking news podcast earlier through BTSC, or you weren't on the website, or you just hadn't really known what's going on, the, the Steelers traded Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears. The Certain Bears. Midwest town. Yeah. And starts with a C, ends with a O, and okay. Hickog. Hickog. The <laughs> uh, there, there we go. They traded him to the Bears, and reportedly they got the same offer from the Packers, but I think the pick's going to be a little bit higher from the Bears. I don't know. We'll still see. Um, but they traded Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears for a 2023 second-round pick. At first, it was reported that the Steelers were getting the pick that the Bears just got from the Baltimore Ravens for, I said the wrong name. I started to say the guy that went to, to, to Philly. Smith, Roquan Smith is who went to, yes. to, to Baltimore. But then that was retracted, and it is apparently the, the Bears' original pick. So whatever yes. pick is supposed to be the Bears in the second round will end up with the Steelers. Right now, if the season ended now and – they were setting up the draft order today. The Steelers will have received a higher draft pick for Chase Claypool than the pick that they used on Chase Claypool. 
because Chase Claypool was 49th overall in yes. 2020. He was the Steelers' first pick in that draft because they didn't have a first-round pick because of Minka Fitzpatrick. So the question was, and I know people were talking about it in the live chat, I'm sure, is was trading um, Chase Claypool the right choice? I didn't think they were going to do it. I really didn't because I'm like, people are like, well, what would you do for him? Oh, man, if someone, I, I even heard people on our Slack channel, man, if someone comes in with as much as a third, you've really got to think about pulling the trigger on that. Apparently, the Steelers didn't. They went higher. They got the second. I didn't know that a team would offer them that. That was my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, when well, they offer you a, a two, that's just hard to turn down. Yeah, that's pretty hard to turn down. And it really comes down to then totally, totally understand Omar Khan pulling the trigger and making that move. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, that does it help you right now for 2022? No, it doesn't. Nope. No, it doesn't. It's it's a move for the future. Now, were there reports that oh, they didn't think that maybe maybe they didn't have the the most balanced and connected wide receiver room, and that perhaps Chase Claypool would you know taking him out of there. I'm not saying he was the bad guy or anything else, but that might kind of change up some things in there. There's been some hinting of that. I I I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that one bit. But I'm just putting it out there because because it's there. The fact that Calvin Austin the Third's not someone who can step in and help take over a little bit is a little bit disappointing. But he posted on Instagram. Yes, he in did. the hospital had the foot surgery. Had the surgery. Had the foot surgery. So that's what that was. Um, some people love the Chase Claypool trade. Some people can't or are very frustrated with that. They're like, I'd rather have Claypool. I will tell you this. I was surprised when I wrote, when I added this into Jeff's article, he was fourth on the Steelers in receiving yards right now. He was behind Johnson, Fairmuth, and Pickens. That surprised me a little bit. I, I didn't, they were all close. They were all in the 300s, but that one did surprise me a little bit. Rich, do you think they have a plan to, do, do you think that's it's that the plan is going to be more yardage for the people that were already getting more yards than Claypool? Or do you think the plan is that they have someone else that they think will step in and, and grab a bunch of those yards from somewhere else on the roster? No clue. No clue. <laughs> or do and you I think say, it's going to be I, I say that based on our offensive scheme and everything? Like, yeah. it, I, I, we're talking yeah. about Matt Canada's offense. I have no clue. I haven't been able to figure out his offense before. Now that we changed something, what makes you think I could figure it out now? Yeah. Yeah. And I know some people are saying, oh, well, Chase Claypool, was, his production really dropped off in year two. The only thing that dropped off was his touchdowns. Touchdowns. His yep. his his yards, he played one less game. His yards were almost exactly the same. His his receptions, receptions were, I think, he, yeah, I think one, it was three. I think it was three less receptions and 12 less yards. But the touchdowns like went from nine to two. And he didn't have any rushing touchdowns where he had two of them the year before. And he had two touchdowns in the playoffs his rookie year, too. So I don't know. Oh, part of me, someone brought up the point, you know, Chase Claypool did really good under Andy Feetner. Not so much sense. I don't know if that tells you anything or not. I don't know really what's going on. 
But bottom line is the Steelers felt the need to pull the trigger on that one, and they did. Tyler W. throws two dub, two dub, bleh, two Ws. <laughs> well, that's all. This, hey, what do you know? You have something in common with the Steelers. They only yeah, have two yeah. Ws. Um, oh, he throws two dollars into the tip jar. He says, "I am a proud number eleven jersey owner and happy with the pick." All right, Rich. All right. Uh, I, yeah, he set Let's it up, it. so I'll bring it up. All right, since Dave and I are both sporting the uh, hashtag pay Kyle shirts tonight, um, uh, Kyle is out there saying that what he needs now is for someone to figure out and get him a Matt Canada jersey because every jersey Kyle has ever gotten, that player has not been with the Steelers for much longer after he's gotten <laughs> their jersey. Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Antonio Brown. Yep. Chase Claypool. Yeah. Well, and and to me, the Steelers had made a decision about kind of made a decision about Claypool this last offseason when they did offer Deontay Johnson, or they did, you know, come to terms with him, that it was going to be really tough to then turn around and also do it with Claypool. Um well, the other thing, I agree with that. Were, with what Kyle said. They're saying, well, why don't we go ahead and just trade trade Deontay Johnson and things like yeah, and keep Chase Claypool. You weren't going to get that with Johnson because whoever takes him has got to take his contract and everything else. You know, Chase Claypool still has a year and a half on the rookie deal. That's mm -hmm. what made him more attractive. More attractive to other teams getting mm -hmm. him. But the Steelers said we're not going to just give him away. And it looks like there's a chance the Steelers could end up with a higher pick in next year's draft than what they drafted him. Yeah. When they took him. So, you know, to me, there's the chance this deal works out just the way everybody wanted it to. Yeah. So, well, and, you know, there was, I thought it was interesting because I, I watched where someone had shared the video this morning about the angry runs and Chase Claypool won that award this week that they do on NFL game day. And they said, disgruntled Chase Claypool. I'm like, when has anyone ever said he was disgruntled? And they're like, oh, we don't know where to send this because he's not going to be in Pittsburgh. I'm like, that's really a big assumption because I don't think the Steelers were looking to trade him. I don't think the Steelers generated anything with with the with the buzz with Claypool. I think teams one team said he was a player they were interested in, and things just kind of grow. Maybe the Steelers did put it out there. We don't know. We don't know. But I, I don't. I don't know that it it it, uh, it originated from uh, from the Steelers. But you know, Chase, Chase Claypool, thank you for your time in Pittsburgh. Um, I hope you do a nice job in Chicago, but not too nice that it messes up the Steelers draft pick. We'll just leave it at there that. So, but Chase Claypool, that the Steelers weren't done. The Steelers weren't done. Um, but uh, yeah. Then, because I'm like, are the Steelers going to be buyers or sellers? They end up being a little bit of both, you know, there at, 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 the, at the trade deadline because the Steelers also acquired a player. So before we get into the details, I'm going to ask you this question, Rich. Yep. Is the shot that the Steelers took on William Jackson the third worth it? Yes. Uh-oh. Just so everybody knows, Dave has now gone into a coughing fit uh, as he is recovering from being sick last week. He told me, he said, I don't cough often. He said, but if I do, I go into this coughing fit and I'll have to, to drop out and mute. So everybody that's watching live on YouTube or Facebook right now know that you may get the opportunity to see breaking news here on at BTSC as 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 Dave Schofield 
could potentially, you know, die on you. <laughs> Elizabeth! Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I couldn't help it. Now, um, yeah, the more I, sometimes it's when I talk or various things, I get that tickle that then sets off the cough. So that's why I'm, like, asking the question. So, Here's and of course, you give a one-word answer. Come no, on, bro. No, I, I gave the answer, and I looked at you and yeah. saw you were in the coughing fit, and it just threw me. So, yes. Yes, this is worth it for the Steelers. There is some gamble in the player. If he's health, if the player ends up being healthy and can contribute, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. really good deal for the Steelers. Yeah. Because we we're not we're not giving up that much. We're we're swapping conditional sixths and sevens. Yes. No, and in 2025. Correct. In not 25. this year's draft. Yeah. Not the next year's draft. The next year's next draft. Year's draft. Yeah, it's down the line. So that's almost handing it away. Yeah. But the big thing comes down to contract. And I'm I have an article coming out tomorrow morning at buyinthestillcurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, where I'm going over the numbers, mainly of William Jackson the third, throwing in the numbers with Chase Claypool. The deal was this. It's just over, I think, $3.1 million is what he's going to cost for the Steelers on the salary cap for the rest of this year. Next year, it would be a $12.75 million cap hit for the Steelers. Yikes. But then people are like, oh, all this dead money. There's no dead money for Pittsburgh. No. Dead money is when you pay someone a signing bonus and all yep. that stuff. Pittsburgh didn't pay him that. Washington's got all the dead money. The Steelers can let him go at the end of the season as long as I think I think he's got a roster bonus on maybe like the third day of the league year. So if they let him go before the beginning of the league year, it costs them zero dollars next year, none. So they get you know just over three million dollar investment in a player. Now remember, William Jackson the third was drafted one spot before Artie Burns. There were many people in Pittsburgh that were preparing and writing up stuff and getting it ready that the Steelers were suggest- were selecting cornerback William Jackson III until he got taken by Cincinnati this pick before. So then they said they reached – I don't really know if that if that's – you know, a lot of stories go into that. We can't verify it. No one's going to confirm that. You get, you'll get it in Mike Tomlin's memoirs in 20 years, okay? Then we might actually find something out. So – or I haven't made it there that far. I've got to see if that's the case in the new book by Jim Wexel about the Steelers draft where I just got a copy to review – it, it's great. I, I'm I'm doing everything I can to 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 finish up all my other work to go read it. So I haven't. I, I'm just I'm reading about the Steelers drafts in the 30s and 40s right now. So I haven't even got anything about about that one with Artie Burns. So he kind of comes. You know, he comes. He signed a crazy deal in Washington. I still can't believe he signed for and they signed him for what they did. And then they wanted to to use him. Now, Maddie Maddie P had brought it up a while ago. But hey, why don't the Steelers? Look at uh, William Jackson III in Washington. I'm like, he doesn't like how much zone they run in Washington. Is he going to be happy in Pittsburgh? That's my biggest concern. Right. That's my biggest concern. Is that if he doesn't like zone and the Steelers are going to keep running zone or the Steelers are going to move away from zone based on this. I don't know. You got to get him in, get him in, you know, 
it's, you know, you got to give them four days away from the from the facility during the buy and everything. But maybe you know the Steelers can do stuff with them and everything else, and to to get them back at practice next Monday, um, and and get them see how much up to speed they can. Get. I'm also worried. Is this an indication about some of the injuries going on at cornerback? Uh, yeah, you wonder. I mean, Levi Wallace is the shoulder. They didn't put him on IR before the bye. He might be fine. James Pierre had a foot at the end of the game, and he's been playing well. And people are like, why they bother to do that? They have Pierre that's been doing well. What if he's in trouble? I don't know. I mean, I'm that's the pessimist in me saying that, but I don't know. So uh, to me, I think the risk was worth it. It was, a, I mean, is it a little bit, is he getting more money from the Steelers this year than someone like Terrell Edmonds? Yeah, he is. But um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is a guy that that now has been one of the worst corners in the league with Washington, but he was one of the best corners in the league um, in 2018 when he was with Terrell Austin. Oh, yeah. as his coach That's so right. and that was his best year that he had so we'll see maybe if some of that if some of that magic can come back um it, it it's hard to say so um and is that, are we okay now that we, we we we've started our questions but we did it with the news and i think there was a lot to talk about there so yeah. i'm ready to i'm ready to go on to to the to the next one I've got an article that's what well, was supposed to be tomorrow morning. It's not going to be tomorrow morning because I got to do the salary cap stuff. It might be tomorrow afternoon or, or later on. It's a question I posed to some of our staff. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers just played the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you remember the significance of the 1943 season? Since you were alive for it. <laughs> what was going on in 1943 in the world? <clears throat> a war. Yes. And what happened with variety? Yes, and and what happened with the NFL during World War II? There was um, a shortage of players, so some teams combined to make teams, and we had the 1943 Steagles. That is the year of the Steagles. Now, that was not the only year that the Steelers combined with another team. They were card pit because they combined with the Cardinals. I'm pretty sure when they were – I don't even know if they were in St. Louis. And I, I think so, but – and it's funny, they were affectionately called the Steagles, but that was not their official name. Um, that's just what, what people called them. I, I think they just called them Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, or something like that. It's, it's something lame. Steagles was way cooler. Um, but it got me to thinking, if for the remainder of the 2022 season, there came down a mandate that you couldn't have more than one team in a state, and they had to reunite the Steagles, where the Pittsburgh Steelers and Philadelphia Eagles had to combine into a team. How many Steelers would actually be starting on that team? The Steelers just played the Eagles. So you should you, you kind of see a little bit of what was going on there with the team that they played. How many players from the Steelers would actually start on the Steagles if they had to combine with the current Philadelphia Eagles? Okay. Now. I am taking it slightly different than what you did with the staff. Okay. Okay. I am going to go back to at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. Because that's where I assume it would have happened. No, I'm saying if it happened right now. It, it wouldn't happen. Well, right I'm just now. saying it. Well, you're it making didn't it happen you're, at the beginning of the season. It happened tomorrow. <laughs> 
But yeah, but you. I know. Okay, so which team's buyer they taking? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Philadelphia already had theirs. I'm, I'm, hey, yeah, I'm not see, worried about a schedule. I'm just worried about combining the team. All right. So I, I'm making a, a. I am going ahead and making a couple of assumptions here that you weren't allowing to be made yeah. before because you're not allowing them to be made. We're dumb. <laughs> and uh, um, T.J. Watt. I'm assuming that I'm. Doesn't count. I'm including T.J. Watt and Chris Boswell. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, both, Boswell counts. He's on the 53 man roster. TJ Watt is not. They, they, yeah, I know, but I'm sorry. They, but, they, but you know what? We're going to kind of count TJ Watt when they, we get they, there. They, okay. they, they both start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Boswell starts. I do. I, I think I think Eagles fans would fight you tooth and nail on Elliott. Um, and I think you would be able to show that Boswell's the better kicker. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Boswell's the better kicker. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love not that I do not like Philadelphia's kicker. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I give he the edge to very Boswell. Good. I, as actually, well. yes. I actually own him yes. on some fantasy teams. Yes. I, I still would give it to good, Boswell. But yeah. I still give it to Boswell. Yeah. TJ, Boswell, Minka. Uh-huh. Cam Hayward. Yep. You're doing good. But part of that is because I'm assuming we pro- that you'd probably do more like what the Eagles have been doing and go a full yeah. real rotation on the They would be a bit real rotation, but Cam Hayward would still be one of their top two. Um, <laughs> okay. And that's probably it. Okay, so I went through and I've actually started comparing. I'm like, well, why don't I look at like where they're ranked with like PFF and stuff like that? I'll tell you this. On offense, the Steelers' number one receiver, you can argue who that would be, whether that would be Deontay Johnson, whether that would be George Pickens. They could be the the third receiver. The third receiver. Yeah. They could be the third receiver. Okay. Pat Frermuth and Dallas – is it Dallas Goddard? Is is that – did I get his first name right? Yeah. Okay. They're they're pretty they're pretty even, and honestly, I think they would make for some real interesting two tight end sets. If you look at the numbers, like PFF numbers, James Daniels could be one of the guards. That's all for offense. Yeah. So you're talking three on offense. One of which is a number one receiver could be the number three receiver. Yes. Then when you go to defense, you are pretty close. Alex Highsmith would even possibly be a starter but if you allow tj watt then it would definitely be so either way that would be one yeah cam hayward would be one mick fitzpatrick would be one based on the numbers terrell Edmonds would also be one he was the other one i almost threw in there and then it's really really close at linebacker with miles jack now miles jack just had a, a game that dropped him down big time um, in the PFF scores uh, this past week. So this was before the PFF scores came out. So honestly, probably not even Jack. So you're talking about, you know, let's not even count the special teams. We won't even count Boswell because it's not going to be pressing over. And don't, I have no idea about long snapper. Really couldn't tell you. That's why we're going to throw out special teams. So you're talking 22 starters. Um, you could even go 24 if you're going to say, hey, you're going to allow three, you know, two tight ends and three wide receivers, and you're right. going to allow a slot corner. You're talking, so let's say even 24 starters, you're talking three on offense and what and what we name four, four on so you're talking either seven or eight 
out of 24 mm-hmm. when it comes between the Steelers and the Eagles. That's pr- that combining those two teams. The Eagles are really good. They're the number one seed in the NFC for a reason. They're undefeated for a reason. But then I'm going to ask you this follow-up question. How come in my article that was asking for the game-changing moment, I had multiple people saying, the Steelers losing to the Eagles, this is 100% on the coaches. You've just admitted that the roster that the Steelers have is nowhere close to that of the Eagles. But yet, it's 100% on the coaches. Does that seem right? Well... You know how I love to kind of throw things back at you just to to, to make you think mm-hmm. a little more sometimes. Mm-hmm. The whole where, you know, who would start for for a combined team right now, mm-hmm. part of that is done off the, the play of the players that we've seen this year. Right? Yeah. Well, is it that the Steelers don't have talent or that we're not seeing it? If it's that we're not seeing it, then yes, you can throw not, I don't know about a hundred percent, but you can throw more on the coaches than what you may have been implying with what you just said. Well, my point is this. I'm not saying that the coaches are devoid of, of blame here. That's not the case, but there are some people out there that refuse to even consider that the Steelers players just aren't good enough right now. They're not good enough to compete against a team with a team like that. Correct. They just aren't. But I, I think so many times the Steelers coaches have had teams that aren't as talented and beat teams that are more talented than them to make also to give a false impression. Yes. You know, I, I mean, honestly. What what if we did this same this same exercise with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? There's probably going to be a whole bunch of Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting too. That's a better roster than the Steelers roster, but the Steelers beat them. See, you're now see mm-hmm. you're saying that's a whole lot better roster than the Steelers <clears throat> roster. Going into that game, I said that you know I liked the players that the Buccaneers have on defense. They just don't have their, it. Their offense There's, didn't scare yeah. me as much. Their offense and, just doesn't have it together, which is, what the, which is the same problem with the Steelers. Right. They just don't have it together. So my point is this, is that sometimes we want to place the blame all in one thing when really the blame should be really spread around. I I really don't think that this Steelers roster right now, and then there's people that are saying, well, isn't it the coaches responsible for this roster? I'm going to give you an example. If you're going to neglect a position through the draft time after time, when you do go after the position, you've got to make it count. Who's the highest drafted pedigree offensive lineman on the Steelers? I'll give you a hint. He's the been Steelers street... didn't draft him. No, he's been in street clothes every game. Right, Kendrick Green, third round. Kendrick Green. 
Okay. I trusted the Steelers. I, you and I both talked about it. We both wanted Creed Humphrey in the first round. They didn't even take you in the second round. And then I'm like, you know what? They had this guy, Kendrick Green. This was someone that wasn't on everyone's radar because he didn't play a lot of center. The Steelers must have really seen something. Man, I really got excited about that pick because I'm like, I like it when the Steelers see something that not everyone else sees. And you know what? They whiffed on that one because he's not the right build, not the right type to play guard. And they they tried to let him go to guard to try to salvage something because honestly, between you and me, I just don't think he was smart enough to play center. Yep. I think that was the problem. He couldn't yeah. handle the responsibilities that the center needs to have um, and hadn't done it enough. Um, they really whiffed on that one. Okay. And I'm like, that that's a big issue. And I'm like, well, who who whiffed on that pick? Well, you've got the head coach that's involved. Yeah, absolutely. You've got the GM. Oh, wait, it's not the same GM anymore, is it? Well, it, it, it you know, it also could have been the offensive coordinator. Well, the offensive coordinator just started. I don't know how much they was going to have with the offensive line. Maybe it was the offensive line coach. Oh, wait, he's not even the same guy anymore either. So for all we know, that's part of the reason why that offensive line coach is even here anymore. We, you know, because of, you know, with how much, how much he was the one at the pro day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I so half the people that it could have been responsible for aren't even around anymore. So that's the other thing. This team has a different GM. They've got a number of different assistant coaches, but someone like whiffing on a Kendrick Green, the people that might have you know really stepped up and and something that really stood up for that pick, they might not even be in the organization anymore. I, I, we don't even know. So, but of course, everyone's going to lay that on Coach Tomlin, and but he's not the only one who gets to decide these picks. Yeah, he really that, is, and that's that's the thing I think a lot of people forget too. Okay, Coach Coach Tomlin is part of the equation when it comes to the picks. Yeah, but he is not the entire equation. Yeah, and I'm not even saying he's not the majority, but he's not the whole thing. So yeah, Correct. but um, but my my point is is that uh, that when you have a team that might not have as strong a roster as other teams you've got to you've got to overcome that with with execution. precise play yep. execution and good scheme and the Steelers aren't overcoming that correct you know so that's why I think it goes all around yeah all around because guess what if the players were better the execution would probably come easier and if the players were better it wouldn't be as much left to scheme. Although I've seen bad schemes mess, really mess up really good players. But at the same time, I've also seen some really good players overcome not the best schemes just because they were good and they were players making plays. So it, it really does go, go, go all around. So that's why that was my other question. So is the coaching the entire problem? And my answer is no, no, but it is still a big, significant part. It it, it doesn't deserve a pass. And you and let, and, and that's let, the let thing. me tell you what. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's nothing about the Steelers that gets a pass anywhere right now. Yeah, not with where this team is playing, not with what's exactly. Going. There's not, you know, there is not a pass to be given to anybody. Yeah. Now, let me tell. Can, can I tell you something? I had something in the game this weekend that just absolutely infuriated me all right let's go with it and it wasn't in the game okay okay it happened 
on the sideline and and was put on TV right before the start of the second half. And as big a fan as I am of Coach Tomlin, let me tell you this. I did not care for his interview that was done and then aired at halftime and aired right before the second half. Okay? Because mm-hmm. Coach Tomlin either thinks we're all idiots or he's really dumb. Okay? When you're asked about the offense and you say that the offense would be fine if they just clean up the penalties, Coach, we've been watching for weeks. That offense is not fine. Cleaning up the penalties is not going to make that offense fine. Three plays minus seven yards and a punt on the opening kickoff did not have any penalties. You know, I don't know who you're trying to fool. You know, when you have a team that's decent, you can say those kinds of things and maybe get away with it. When your team sucks, you can't do it. <laughs> well, and and also, you know, how much they suck is relative to the team that they're on the field against. And they were on the field against one of the best in the NFL. So it kind of it kind of gets exploited. The same thing happened with Buffalo. Correct. To but me, do you think in any of the games we were playing that we've you know we've complained about the offense all year? Do you see a game that if we clean up that if we clean up all the penalties, the offense was fine? No, and I'm, I have a great answer to this, and we're going to do it as soon as we take our break. I'm going to come right. back, and I'm going to tell you what the penalties really are doing. So stick around. We'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And here's, here's the question or the statement. Or Rich was upset about Coach Tomlin saying that the penalties, you know, if they would just clean, if the office just cleaned up the penalties, they would be fine. And your question basically was, how bad of a statement was that? That was a bad statement. But I will tell you this, the penalties on the Steelers' offense just gives you insight to their overall problems. Yes. You can't say that's not true. That, that, that's no. not what Coach Tallman said. No. If that's what he meant by what he said, he's exactly right. But that's not what he said. Not what he but said. But I'm saying the penalties that you see on the offense is just, an, is just basically, you know, just – giving you a snapshot of their problems is that they are not, they are not clean. They are not crisp. They are not precise. It, and that's, 
what's going on. And can you lay that on the coaches? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Can you do the do the players deserve a pass on that? Absolutely no, not, because not. it's probably more on them. Because guess what they could do? They need I, was it this show or was it it might have been on the on the preview when I said this? I'm like, people want to say practice makes perfect, and that's not true. The actual true statement is perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was on the other show that I said that. That's perfect exactly. practice makes perfect. Don't practice for the sake of practicing. Don't go out there. And, and you kind of got an idea from this. You're getting some insights into the Pittsburgh Steelers because their rookie quarterback is sharing things that's kind of giving you a little peek behind the curtain at times. When he says, hey, I want to run this rep. I want to run it right right now because I don't want to do it right for the first time in a game which means are guys not worried about whether or not they run the rep right in practice as long as they run it to know that they've that they have an idea of what's going on you could run it and have an idea of what you should do on the on the play or you could run it precisely and then you are and all you're doing it as a game is doing exactly what you did in practice replicate it replicate it replicate it yep all right um i think i had another question here you're going to love this one uh oh Okay, I've got two more questions. And I mean, we've talked some about this game, but with the news and everything today and, and everything with the Eagles, but before I go to this question, I'm going to say something. It was a tweet that I saw today. It was from Dale Lawley. I can't remember who he quoted, but the quote was, through the first eight weeks of the, you know, because we're basically the halfway point now, through the first eight weeks of the NFL season, based on based on everything that's happened this year now, not based on last year's records, based on this year, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had the most difficult schedule. For the remainder of the season, they are 20th. So this was the brutal – I mean, fans do it. They they looked at it like, oh, man, those next four games, they're not going to win any. Well, they won one. They did. You we, know, We knew that all the way back when the when – the schedule really but we you knew still realize how good Miami you knew you figured Miami and Philly were gonna be pretty good this year, but especially Philly, you did not expect that. I didn't I didn't expect no. to be undefeated at that time. And I and I I I had that as a loss the whole time because the Steelers going into Philadelphia, you know, 1965. That's all we gotta say. So I the Steelers really won game back of what I had them projected, and that's when I thought TJ Watt would be there. I had the Steelers at three and five at the bye, and that was with TJ Watt. I think with TJ Watt, they are at least three and five. And I thought I was a big homer at the time, having them go 10 and seven. And I was getting roasted for, for having no faith in the team. And I'm like, really? I still think the Steelers have some have some winnable games going forward. So I'm not saying that they're gonna that they're a, that they're a playoff team. I'm not saying that they they can be have success in the playoffs, which ultimately playoffs. is what they're gonna do. I'm just saying. I think they have the opportunity to win some games. So so there we go. I, I still have my two questions, but I'm going to bring up Steel Dog 88. I didn't even preview this. I just saw it. $5 in the tip jar. Thank you very much. Says, when I was at the game on Sunday, Steelers side, DJ was visually frust- sorry, visually frustrated, and Tomlin was conversing with him quite a bit in a yelling manner. Oh, I can guess what that was. What was that? For, for DJ. I, I can guess what Tomlin's talking to him. Mm-hmm about and it's like you know you can get mad and upset but nobody's going to listen to you if you're not if if you're not 
doing everything you should be doing and playing your heart out out on the field. I, uh, I, I tell the story about, uh, um, playing, playing softball one time. It's really sad because the, um, the, the, the father son, I'm going to talk about the son was actually killed in a car wreck several years ago, but, um, the, the dad was playing third base. The son was in, was in left center field and the dad was just riding him constantly. Oh, you need to play here. Oh, you're not there. You're not lined up right. Oh, you didn't break on that ball. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. He was so busy yelling at his son. We took an extra base from second to third. They had our guy dead. They go to, they go to throw to third and no one's there. Yeah. Cause he wasn't doing his job. Right. He was so busy telling his son how to do what he was supposed to do out there in the outfield that he didn't do his own job. And that's the thing. You can't be the guy. It, it, it's that wide receiver that, that they're wide open, they're wide open, they get mad, they throw a water cooler or anything like that, and then next thing you know, they throw them the ball and they're wide open, and they just drop it. You know, right. th- th- Things like that. So, yeah, I, I, I give what you're talking about. All right, here's my question for you. You're going to love this one. Has to go back with Kyle's New Jersey. Um, how much would firing Matt Canada help? This is the unanswerable question. <laughs> you know, because firing Matt Canada <laughs> does not really help the Steelers now. Um, but firing Matt Canada would not necessarily really hurt the Steelers now either. See, though, that's what I disagree with. I think firing Matt Canada now could help the Steelers, but I also think it could hurt the Steelers. So that's why you have to look look at trade for trade. People are like, how do you mean hurt? There's nothing about the word hurt. Well, let me no, explain no, this no, to you. No, no, well, okay. I think, yeah, you explain because I can tell you right now what you're going to do. You're mm-hmm. going a different direction with hurt than where I was. Okay. Go ahead. And, and it's this. And I know where, because I'm pretty sure I know where you're going. A lot of Steelers fans are disappointed. You know, Kevin Dotson, he's starting to, he put a couple of decent games together now. He was their best lineman again this past week. But uh, the whole line was down as a whole. Um, but people say, Kevin Dotson, oh, there was so much potential when you saw that with his rookie year, but then injuries and whatnot. Oh, and you know what's not doing him any favors? The fact that he's on his third season and his third offensive line coach. Yeah. Okay. And this is something that I'm just saying, because I'm not saying, you know, because this will be a talking point later if this is what happens. If the Steelers were to fire Matt Canada, which I'm saying they're not, because he was a practice, he he spoke after practice today. So to me, chances are they would have done it already if they were doing it now. But then again, I didn't think they were going to trade Chase Claypool because I didn't think they'd get the offer and that ended up happening. So I'm not saying I'd be right, but I'm just saying if I had to guess, that's what I would say. Here's here's the thing. If you fire Matt Canada, and then let's say Mike Sullivan is now your your interim offensive coordinator, and I'll be honest with you, Mike Sullivan is not the answer for the Steelers no. long term at offensive coordinator. He's not. He's not. So you do that. Guess what they're doing? They're looking for a new offensive coordinator next year. That's that's what they're doing. So then the talking point is if Kenny Pickett struggles to start next season, well. My goodness, he's on, he's less than 25 games into the end his career, and he's already on his third offensive coordinator. 
the only argument I have to that um, is you might be that on could third, be better. <laughs> you could be on your third yeah. coordinator. Yeah, but you're not going to be in your third offensive system. Yeah. See, to me, that's the thing. Like when they talk about you know Brian Anthony Davis's mm-hmm. favorite player, um, yeah, and all the change Baker Mayfield because Baker oh, Mayfield okay. sucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and all the change he constantly was going through. It, it, it's like, yes, but those were changes in in system. If you fired Matt Canada today, you're not changing the offensive system. It's just the person probably calling the plays is different. Yeah. Um, I I was, and, and I understand you were talking about this from a player development standpoint. Yeah. I was I was going at the question just totally from a product on the field standpoint. Yes. And keep that in mind when we get to the next question, because that's, that's going to be a good one too. Now, could could the Steelers, we we don't know what's going to happen. We may never know what what happens. Could they pull things back away from Matt Canada and, you know, could he have less? Or even Mike Tomlin just stepping in and saying, I want you to do this. 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 And, say, and dictate more. I mean, I don't think Mike Tomlin was is a big micromanager of the offense, but maybe he needs to be. Right. And and we we don't know what will happen with that. But my, my prediction is Matt Canada finishes the season. And thank you very much. That'll be it. Yeah. My thing is, I think it's a huge mistake if I mean, now remember, there's still nine games to play. And we might be, you know. This could be the Akella Witherspoon of 2021 effect where it's the worst it could ever be. And next thing you know, by the end of the season, this is a guy we can't lose. I don't see that kind of turnaround with Matt Canada, but you know what? If there was, would it necessarily be a bad thing? You know, if all of a sudden he completely gets his crap together I'm not going to complain about well, it we, because we he's he been so bad for so long. His crap together. I just don't expect him to do it. Executing better, yeah, and and things could come through, and and the Steelers could look like a better football team under it. Yeah. Then maybe you had some discu- discussion, but I just don't know that I'm going to see that happen. Yeah, exactly. And my, and my point is, you know, if I felt that that firing that candidate, if that would fix everything wrong with the Steelers. Then you do it, and you need, by doing it now, then do it, make the move. I, I I still think there's more to it than that. Um, and even though if I if if you had to ask me right now, or, hey, pick or, one, not, one or, not, or would you fire him? If if you could, would you fire him right now? I would say, if I have someone else that's ready to step in, yes. I don't have the answer if there's someone else ready to step right in, no, but I would prefer someone else. I'll make my bad joke now. Okay, go ahead. There's a chance there could be more to it than that. Maybe the problem with the Steelers is that there was less to it. Well, less to it. <laughs> there you go. But I'm bumping. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Um, Didn't we talk about that some in the Slack channel? Yeah. On yeah. defensive line stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That That's just the... the well, you know, that's when people were talking about, oh, the Steelers, how could they let Javon Hargrave go? And Jeffrey Benedict said, well, at the time, they chose two it over Hargrave. And at the time, that was the right decision. You had no idea that that was no going to go. And it was going to go end up happening what happening. Yeah. So, Wouldn't we yeah. love to have the grave digger now? Yes. 
That's, yeah, and he's not even having the, the the greatest year until he played the Steelers. I mean, compared to all the other guys on that line too. Um, man, that's a good defensive line. So yeah, the Steelers. They're the only team so far in the NFL that have played the the number one seed, the current number one seed in both the AFC and NFC. No other team has played them both yet. There's other teams that will this year. My goodness, Chase, Chase Claypool gets to play both of them again. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Bears will play both the Bills and the Eagles. So uh, I think that's kind of funny. But I, 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 I just funny. brought that up about, I mean, I'm not a fan of Matt Canada. I no. And I'm not I'm not screaming he has to be fired right now, and that's the only thing that this team can do to ever have success. To me, that's going too extreme, and that's making a very a a a very precise conclusion with some some insufficient data. But I tell you what, product on the field gives you a whole lot of data. Yeah. I don't know the chemistry issues inside the locker room. That's the only other thing I would say. Here's my other question. Now, remember this, because this kind of goes hand in. I don't know if it's hand in hand, because you mentioned something, and I looked at it one way, you looked at it another, and 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 this is really going to show a lot going forward. This is going to be the last question before we then get into our big question at the end, because we're going over, of course. Did the Steelers go to Kenny Pickett too soon? It's the bye week. This is why we ask these kind of questions. I, I hate these questions because I hate always <laughs> looking in hindsight because yep. um, I'm going to say no, they did they they did not go to him too soon. Well, I don't know. There's two arguments to be made here. And they're both good arguments, aren't and they're they? They're both good arguments. Yes, no, they, are. they didn't go to him too soon, but honestly, my hope. My my thought was now. But now was a good time. By week can, was the time to do it. And I can see it from so many perspectives. And here's the thing. There's two, and it is two perspectives. And it's the exact same two perspectives that we were talking about with the Matt Canada stuff. Are we talking about what was best for the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers? Or we are talking about what is ultimately best for the future, for the for the future development of one Kenneth Shane Pickett, was this the right? Did they go to Kenny Pickett when they did because that was what was going to be best for the Steelers to try to be successful in twenty twenty two, or did they go to to Kenny Pickett when they did, thinking that was the best thing in his development going forward in the NFL? Yeah, because sure. honestly, if they say it was for his development, then I think that was that they got it wrong. I do too. I do too. Because here's here's the here's the thing I would say. If he was ready that soon, then he was he should have been fine to be ready week one. If you're going the whole marinate thing I was going to do, that you know, then I, I I don't I don't know if they let him marinate long enough. I mean, bringing him in in the middle, I'll be honest with you. I look back at Coach Tallman's comments in the offseason. This is going to be a whole this is going to be a side question with this. I meant to write it down and I didn't because I forgot about it. So this would be another question. Coach Tomlin's comments in the offseason was about getting a veteran to run this offense. He didn't want to have to rely on drafting a rookie to run this offense for this year. He wanted a veteran for this year to, 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 to transition into the next person. My question is, did Mike Tomlin know then 
that this offense could not sustain a rookie quarterback. Think of the 2004 Steelers. They had a solid offensive line. They had a fantastic running game. They had the one of the league's, arguably, I would say yes, the league's best defense. They never had to ask Ben Roethlisberger to throw 30 times in a game until the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. They never had to do that. That team was set up for a rookie quarterback to still be successful. This one was not. And I think Mike Tomlin knew it. I think he knew it. Because this was this was still this is the remnant of Ben Roethlisberger's team. I think he knew it, and you needed somebody else to transition. I could be completely off, but I'm going to tell you. I think the pressure came from above. I think the clerical error was a load of crap. I think Coach Tomlin did not want Kenny Pickett stepping on the field if his other quarterback got injured, because he want his because what's more important right now, especially looking at the Steelers two and six. Winning more games this year or having Kenny Pickett be the best quarterback he can be going forward for the Steelers? Yeah, we need the franchise QB. Yeah, and you could say, well, well, look, they kind of waffled a little bit back in 2019, and look, they didn't do that with Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph wasn't going to be the starter the next year. That was always going to be Ben Roethlisberger. Right. There was a different goal. The goal this year. Now, at the same time, I'll turn around and say this. The Steelers being two and six at the bye. If they were two and six at the bye with Mitch Trubisky, I would be asking myself, what's the point? What's the point of being two and six and not, not then getting work from your first round draft pick quarterback? And I'll also say this I hate the whole phrase of, well, you got to see if he's the guy. No, you don't see if he's the guy. Kenny Pick is the guy. He's the guy for the next couple of years. Do you want to know when he became the guy for the next couple of years? When, a, when, a, when the, the commissioner announced his name. Pick, the right. Pittsburgh Steelers select Kenny Pickett, quarterback, Pittsburgh. That's when that decision was made. There was no if about it. You had to know right then. And if he wasn't going to be the guy for at least the next three years, you don't make that pick. You don't make that pick. Even if you weren't going to use him the first year. So to me, I still think Coach Tomlin wanted to slow play him even more because that was what was better for Kenny Pickett. But you want to know what? You know what's better for AR2? Steelers AR2, fans butts AR2, in the seats. AR2 heard all <laughs> the cheering, all the chants, and all that in the preseason. I yeah. was at that preseason game and heard yeah. all that. And, you know, the instead of an iris and pupils in his eyes, mm-hmm. it turned to dollar signs. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, you need, you got number eight jerseys to sell. You're not going to sell number eight jerseys if he's in street clothes on the sidelines. He's at least got to be wearing the jersey. I said that when they made that move. But to me, I still think the right call was to have him at three. I still stand by that that was the right decision. And I think Tomlin made that decision. And I think he got overridden. I do. Because, because of the, of the product, because of the marketing because of all of those other things. And my biggest fear is, and you know, some people are like, well, you want you didn't want to get him killed behind that offensive line. Now, you know, that that that's not what was going on. But I'm kind of I still think I'm hoping that Kenny Pickett is because he was the more the most pro rate, like I said, that's the tallest midget on the basketball team. Um be because that was not a good quarterback class. 
but because he was the most pro ready didn't mean he was compared to a great quarterback class, but I still think he was at least somewhat pro ready. So hopefully being thrown into the fire. Now, once you made that call to go to him, you went to him. I still would have been surprised if it came, came from above before the game. Hey, if we're struggling at halftime, put in the rook. I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if it was. No, I wouldn't be surprised doubt. either. So I am worried that that this could hinder Kenny Pickett's development some, but I'm also optimistic that it could even that it's better than if you wouldn't have that if you would have had to wait until now, because that's all we can do now is hope that it's better because we yeah. we, we can't go back and change it as fans. No. I mean this this is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, really, really thought from the start that this would be the time. Now. Yeah, I thought I would get to see him. Are you going to this? Are you going to the next game? Yes, I'm supposed to as well. The reason I said supposed to is when you when you spend almost a week being sick, uh, you don't take anything for granted that you could actually do things. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm scheduled to be there for for New Orleans. So uh, yes, Kyle, we, we worked that out. That's the game Kyle asked to go see. So that's the one we're going to see. And uh, we might we might have a repeat of Denver. Last year, very nice. When uh, both of us took our sons to the game and we met up and all went together, we might have to. It worked out well. That's why we might have to do it again. Yep. So got 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 to got to bring that in. And of course, you know the return of TJ Watt. Um, anything else you have want to have with 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 the questions, Rich? No, no. Uh, good okay. questions. Yeah. Um, and we sorry we didn't focus much on this past week's game. But why? What was there to focus on? <laughs> no. Yes. Just a lot yeah. as I, I I hope that you know Kyle's and Gabriel's uncle Jamie is out there listen listening right now because yeah. you'll love this because all I saw was a bunch of S U C. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. Bunch of yeah. Uh yeah, when he didn't have enough letters to spell that was pretty funny. Right. Uh that's a good one. Inside joke. Um so all right. So we are going to do the big question, even though we really don't have time for it. This is this is the question. I'm going to ask you this question, Rich, then we're going to put it in the live chat for people to put it out there. It's going to be a quick one to read. Okay. The Go. Pittsburgh Steelers have nine regular season games remaining coming out of the bye. Yep. How many wins you got for them? Out of the nine? Out of the nine games okay. left, how many wins they got left? They win four. Five of the nine. You say, uh, oh, I spelled it wrong here. Got to get my stuff going. You say five of the nine. People put it in there too early, so I'm not going to bring them up. I I think I had them where they could win as much as seven. I I, I like your number of five. I like your yeah. number of five. So 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 that's that's what we're doing. Um, if right. you put anything other than a number, I'm not going to read it. Just thought I'd tell you. So we'll start with State of the Steelers. Ready? Four. Greg W. Three. Kathy Ford, six. Mr. Woodside, five. Rod Neiser, four. Myrna and Burt, two. They put games. I'll give you games, okay? Yeah. Harvey Stone, seven. That's what I had with my picks at the beginning of the year. Could I see it? Yes. I just don't have the confidence in that right now. Um, it is not beyond the realm of possibility, okay? Um, um, McDave, I, yeah, McDave says three. Okay. Um, Corky's research seven. Um, uh, Richard Adamson says six. Cody says two. 
Um, Johnny Stratton got it in after the question. Now this time, Johnny, there you go. Says five. Steel Dog eighty eight says four. Mark Malone says one. That's about how many wins I watched Mark Malone have as a kid. Um, Ren Reginald Rivers is three. Uh, Craig J Lawson says three. Uh, Daniel Red says four. Uh, Tyler W says four. Uh, Sherry Richard says five. Uh, Tim Thompson says four. Um, uh, Mirna Jane and Burt says two. George OTJ says seven. Um, Randy Wagner says three. Thomas Riley says says three. Um, um, Day GEs says seven. Uh, Jennifer, um, I always mess up her last name. Is it Pruesser? I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Jennifer. I'm, I do everything. Four. Thank you, Jennifer. You're here all the time. I'm going to keep messing up your game. Claude Bishop, nine. I knew someone would go there. Yeah. Um, but, but, but there we go. Um, CD says six. Um, and I knew someone else would go here. Um, George um, Medvis says zero. You, you know there'd be a nine and a zero in there somewhere. Um, uh, Demetrio says four. Josh Parker says four. Greg Wadefield says, says <coughs> excuse me, says eight. Um, M Marcus 39 says two, Jerry Frazier says zero. Um, and I just jumped on me big time. I got to find where I am. Um, oh, there we go. Um, Bill Eckler says five. Um, Mr. RTC 122 says four. Um, Jacob Heinrich says four. Mark Tobin says four. Uh, Johnny, I already got your Giants going. You, you didn't have to put it in there again. Uh, Chris Rush says nine. Um, Small Ben, seven. <laughs> Small Ben, that's funny. Um, it says five. Brian Harrington says three. Um, do, do, do. Knight Rider, 16, says two. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count it. Ryan Mullen says four and a half, meaning there's going to be a tie in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that That's what I'm saying. So... Um, um, <laughs> the next one's funny. You got to bring up the very next one. I, I can't. I said if you put more than a number, I'm not bringing it. I up. know, but read what it says. It's hilarious. Oh, okay. That, I, I, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. There you go. I didn't read it. I just skipped over it. Thank you. Great 103 says four. I'm assuming the question is the number of wins from here. I just got on. You are correct. <laughs> you are and correct. Very good. Very good. Because I'll, I'll even give give Dennis um, um, Pavlak this when he says five and a tie. Um and Blake, um, literal, lit, literal, nah, I, I always mess it up. Three, uh, why does the dyslexic guy read the names? Um, Black and Gold Goggles says six. Dusk Thunder Nine says seven. Uh, Michael O'Malley says two. Um, for you two, PN2 says, <laughs> says, do I know I said it. You read it. Okay, says, I, I meant to pause in the middle. And then I, I, I just pressed it. Uh, I, I'm not, not well, I didn't even see what they said. Seven, uh, Charles Stone says four and a half. Um, Dusk Thunder, oh, we already got that. Did we did we get four there already? Um, and then they said, No, I meant four, and he meant four, yep, yeah, gotcha. he meant four. Okay, he meant four. So, and there and, you go. And Jennifer Pruser, uh, I did see your note earlier telling Dave how to pronounce your last name as Pruser, like Bruiser, Pruser, or like Pruiser, okay. Pruser. yes. So. 
Yeah, it it it'll be real interesting to see how the Steelers uh, turn around with this season. I'm like I said, I don't have high expectations. I really don't. To me, and the reason I asked that last question that not the last question that everyone answered, but the one about Kenny Pickett. To me, the Steelers are two and six. Yes, it would be. I mean, would it be great if they could roll off seven or eight wins and and make some noise? Absolutely. Because what do you know? It would be a team going into the postseason winning a bunch of games, not winning them early and then limping in because going in on a roll was much, much better. So I would honestly, I would take two and six every year to start if the Steelers could then just win eight or nine of the rest of them. That's what I would prefer. But this team does not seem to be set up to do that. That's the problem, right? Yeah. They don't seem set up to do that. They don't seem set up to do that. Which is why you say, yeah, would they could they get in and roll off a bunch of wins in the second half? They could, yeah. But right now, it doesn't seem like they're set up to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I got to bring up one more because Felicia's here. Hey, yep. Felicia. hey, Felicia, she has four. Okay, um, so my thing is, if you're not going to be a playoff team, the most important thing is getting is is rolling into the next season, right. The most important thing to roll into the next season is the development of Kenneth Shane Pickett. So to me, that's what the most important thing is over these next nine days. And, You've made the decision and You've to him. You got to do it. See, see, you're 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 saying there. There's there's more to it than that. There, there's more to it. I'm just saying to me, that's the no, most I, what I'm saying is, is is continued development of your young players. Yes. With the most important position in football being the most important one. Correct. Yes. I 100% agree. I, I wasn't wanting to agree. throw away from the importance of Ken Shane Pickett. Yeah. Because okay. no, you were correct. But, no, what I want to see is the continued improvement of the young players on the Steelers roster. Yes. Yep. And, I mean, you didn't think going into the season that through eight games, T.J. Watt would not play seven of them. You, you just have those unforeseen circumstances and how different things could be if he didn't. But you know what? Now I was coming back. Now let's see. Let, let, let's, let's see if that just makes the defense more crisp. And if that makes the defense more crisp, does that carry over into the offense continually saying, we can't be bringing this team down when the defense keeps bailing us out. We have to then step up and, and pull our weight. You know, maybe, maybe it's, Maybe it's a snowball effect. That's what we can hope for at Steelers fans. But you know what? We're still going to be here. And we're going to be here again next week talking more. We will then, we will, I mean, we, we kind of spent this week where we could have talked about the last game more, but we did a lot of bye week talk. You know, we're going to do some bye week talk again next week too. And we'll lead into the next game and even more expectations going in to the next season. But I had to ask this question this week. Because next week we'll be asking scores for the next game. So this was my only chance to ask the question about the wins going forward. So I hope you all enjoy this. Make sure you're checking out our podcast. We're coming here with a full slate of everything. I think what's going to happen on Sunday, uh, this isn't set in stone, but I'm, I'm going to tease a little bit. I Since we're, there's no post-game show because there's no game, I think we might have a return of the We Run the North show on the YouTube side. It's been on the audio-only side that comes out on Saturdays, I think at noon. 
Um, but I think I, I think they're gonna they they might be doing a, a return to YouTube for the bye week because they also you know do the YouTube during the offseason when the Steelers aren't playing. So uh, uh, that's a possibility. If not, you know, so keep your eye on that. There'll be more of an announcement of that later in this week. Um, other than that, we should have pretty much everything. I don't know about a last minute thoughts going into the bye week um, like I normally do. But other than that, we will continue. Um, with the coverage, lots of breakdown on everything of the Steelers trades today, bondsteelcurtain.com. And you're going to get a lot of different takes from a lot of the different podcasters with those things moving forward. Rich, what do you have to right, say? I do have a couple of things wrapping up to, to, to wrap us up. So, you know, with it being the bye week, I, you know what I really hope for, for a lot of the players on the Steelers, I hope they come in, they do what they need to here at the beginning of the week. And then I want them to go out, and I hope some of them have some good plans, uh, some things to do over that four-day break that they're going to get in the bye week. I want them to go out. I don't, you know, it's their chance to go out. Not think about the football, not think about worrying, but what I want them to think about is, you know what, I'm going to drop it all for now. Let it go for four days. And I'm going to come back in next week ready to work my butt off so that we as a team get better. That's what I hope for from the Steelers. They get a little break. You know what? I'm going to go out there and say it. I get a little break. Man, this is the, the bye week couldn't have come at a better time for me um, because in, in in the state of Maryland, I get that I can bow hunt on Sunday. So guess what I'm going to do Sunday afternoon? I'm going bow hunting. So, you got to go early because we, we also uh, – it's going to be darker sooner now starting Sunday. That's, that's correct. And, yeah. And, I'll be out there at one one thirty, and don't have to worry about you know. Oh, I'm missing a Steelers game, so um, I'll be out there. So believe it or not, I'm going to look forward to the weekend off, um, but I will be also looking forward to getting back into things next week and, and the Steelers prepping up for that second half of the season. Can't wait. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.